ETR Echo presents Depe's More, written by Setisma. Chapter 2 Malfoy wasn't there when she woke up, but he'd left a note about going for a walk on the beach. It wasn't entirely clear whether he was doing more investigating, but Hermione vaguely hoped he'd gone back to poking round with seashells. She started the grill and put the chicken on, and was halfway through cutting up things for the salad when he came back. Hi, he said, coming behind her to wrap an arm around her waist. I found interesting beach glass. Hermione smiled, leaning back against him. Feeling less jumpy about this whole being married thing? I think so, Draco said quietly. Thank you for being understanding about it. I love you, Hermione said. I want you to be okay and not incredibly stressed. She finished cutting up the onion and turned around to wrap her arms around his neck. Don't make me tell you that you don't have to be perfect for the four thousandth time. I'll get it eventually, Malfoy said, kissing her. I brought you beach glass. And a nice shell. You should make me dinner in exchange. I think that's fair. Hermione ruffled his hair. You can have food if you set the table, she said. How's that? I'll make that deal, Malfoy said. I'll even help with the dishes again. Don't go too crazy. I'll start thinking we can live without a house health. Never mind. I can't do any of this, Malfoy said, but he'd already started summoning plates. After dinner, Malfoy made another fire. Hermione had a feeling she was going to need to figure out how to order firewood and moved the couch again so they could stretch out together. She finally finished the second book and thought about summoning another but someone kept going in and out of the kitchen next door. It seemed like a shame to waste a perfectly good opportunity, and maybe it would help Malfoy loosen up. Hey, she said, sliding her hand on the Malfoy shirt. Want to do something better than reading books? That's a trick question, Malfoy said, without looking up. You don't think anything's better than reading books. Okay, there might be a few things, she said, laughing. There really aren't. If you had to choose between giving up sex and giving up books, you'd absolutely pick giving up sex. Fortunately, we don't live in a world where I have to choose. I want to do something that's occasionally better than reading books. I'm not sure what to think of that, occasionally, Malfoy said, but he reached to put his book on the coffee table. Do you want to go to bed? If you want. It's still early, though. I wasn't implying we should go to bed and sleep. Malfoy said, sounding amused. Hermione stuck her head over the back of the couch for a few seconds. They'd left the windows open. Well, they're still up, she said, and that probably means we shouldn't do anything really scandalous out here. So bed? He grinned. We haven't had sex since last night, and it's almost like we're terrible at this honeymoon thing. We were sleeping, Hermione said. Besides, you definitely thought about having sex with me all afternoon. That counts for something. I did, Malfoy agreed. I'm even thinking about it right now. Hermione slid her leg over his. I think we should stay here, she said, lowering her voice a little. You're more fun if you have to wait for it. Malfoy was looking at her, but he hadn't gone tense again. I'd be okay with that, he said, after a minute. If you're sure about... What, winding you up? Hermione said with a grin. I'm sure. I like the idea, actually. Come over here. Malfoy was very obviously overthinking it, so Hermione stretched out an invitation. 
he'd probably be happier about the fake kissing if she wasn't the one on top. She watched him glance into the kitchen, still not making a move. Your paranoia about photographers is getting slightly ridiculous. This isn't a secret anymore. She paused, leaning to kiss his temple. Honestly, it shouldn't have been one in the first place. I'm happy it's not, but that doesn't mean I suddenly like the press. There is no one hiding in the bushes, she said, moving so she could reach to nuzzle his neck. I just want to kiss you. I'm not very picky about where. If you're that concerned, we can go in the bedroom. I miss my flat, Malfoy said, but he'd stopped looking into the kitchen. And the top floor was nice. There weren't any bushes. You could keep an eye out for people on broomsticks. There also wasn't a beach, Hermione said, or me, full time. Sorry, Malfoy said quietly. You're right. We should have told people a long time ago, and that's probably on me. Draco, that was a bad decision we made together. No more worrying about your parents or Harry or the neighbours seeing us snogging or newspapers. She nuzzled his neck. The only things you're allowed to think about from here out are alcohol, beach, and sex. She grinned. Maybe books. I just want you to know that I have spent literally no time worrying about Potter whatsoever. Malfoy informed her, but he'd started to smile. Yes, but you used up his share of worrying on the newspapers, Hermione said, nudging his side. When she rolled over, I'm lying here looking exceptionally fetching and kissable, in case you hadn't noticed. I got distracted, thinking about sex, Malfoy said, and shifted so he could slide over on top of her. I guess that's allowed, Hermione said, wrapping a leg around him and lifting a hand to cup his jaw, drawing him in. But I happen to know you like this too. I really do, Malfoy agreed, and then kissed her. He was almost tentative at first, and he kept pausing a little every time she moved, until she finally nudged her nose against his. Stop or keep going, she murmured. I... Malfoy said, looking at her very closely. What do you think? I like it. You can like it too. She tilted her head to kiss his neck. But I'd like it more if you decided to like it, and stop worrying about whatever you're worrying about. You're breaking the beach vacation rules again. She wasn't entirely surprised to find that it was mostly true. She didn't have to feel strongly about someone to enjoy fooling around with them, and apparently her opinion of Malfoy had moved to neutral. And, when she wasn't spending all her time wanting to throw things at him, it was a lot harder to ignore the fact that he was, in fact, relatively attractive. She actually had to admit that she'd maybe have liked it, even if she still couldn't stand him. I'm slightly concerned you're going to change your mind halfway through this, and then be very annoyed with me. You know what? Stop talking, Hermione said, pulling him down to kiss him again. It took a while, but it turned out that it really wasn't that hard to get him interested. She could tell when Malfoy finally stopped messing around with the fake kissing, and actually went for it. And then it only took about 30 seconds before he got incredibly distracted, and stopped thinking about the entire thing. He even seemed willing to get slightly pushy. Hmm, she said, a while later, realising they'd gotten very tangled up together, and that she'd completely lost track of time. We should probably call the whole on-the-couch thing before we get completely carried away. Malfoy had stopped keeping his hands to himself, which was a plus, but she had a feeling he'd start being against snogging on the couch 
if he got overly embarrassed about it, and she'd already had her legs wrapped around him long enough that there wasn't any getting around the fact that he definitely liked it. I'm currently not seeing the downside there, Malfoy said, almost thoughtfully. If you didn't want sex with Gabrielle Delacour on this couch, you really don't want sex with me on it. I'm not married to her, Malfoy said, laughing. Of course I'd rather have sex on the couch with you. Let's not completely traumatise the neighbours, Hermione said, nudging him until she could sit up. Well, he looked flushed and vaguely pleased with himself. You made me forget about the photographers. I can keep making you forget about photographers, Hermione suggested, kissing him one more time and standing up. I'm very in favour of that. You just have to come in the bedroom. She took his hand and led him in, shutting the door behind them. So that wasn't completely awful. He still sounded almost thoughtful. Hermione laughed. That's just what every woman wants to hear. I didn't mean, Malfoy said, then paused. You're joking, aren't you? Yes, Hermione said, amused. That was fun. Don't overthink it. Besides, you're doing a good job of convincing them we're not paying any attention to them. Definitely good for our cover. Maybe we should do it again, tomorrow, just to be sure, though. Good idea. I was going to vote for reading on the beach again, but I guess we could mix up our beach activities. I'm in, Malfoy said, then paused. Are you going to refuse to put on clothes again? If you're okay with the idea, or I can borrow one of your shirts as a cover-up. She couldn't quite tell what he was thinking. You know, he said, after a moment, this really isn't how I was expecting this whole thing to go. I take my beach vacation assignment very seriously, Hermione said straight-faced. I'd rather handle this quickly, but I think they're dangerous, so honestly, working on establishing our cover is better than rushing it. I thought so too. So I figure I might as well enjoy my fake honeymoon. I'm strangely okay with that plan. He laughed, which I also really wasn't expecting. You're full of surprises. Apparently, Malfoy said, then laughed again, a little ruefully. I also need an extremely long, cold shower. I should probably go do that. Or a regular temperature one. I don't care what you do in it, as long as you leave me some hot water. Malfoy stopped, looked like he was about to say something, then shook his head and disappeared into the other room. She decided that the whole thing was probably good for him. The next few weeks were significantly less terrible than Hermione had expected them to be. She took up amateur photography, which mostly involved taking photos of everyone coming or going to the house next door, while pretending to be focusing on sunsets and artfully arranged plates of food. Malfoy spent a lot of time skulking around in their bushes at night and wrote up reports. He could usually leave notes on her photographs. She packed everything up every few days and mailed it to her mother in London, except her mother's address went directly to Harry's office. It also started to become exceptionally obvious why Malfoy almost always had the top case clearance rate, and why he worked more than even Harry did. As far as Hermione could tell, he never stopped moving. She was happy to lie around and read books all day, but lounging on the beach turned into her reading and occasionally throwing a snitch into the air while Malfoy chased it around for hours. He liked to walk a mile up the beach and then change. Hermione wasn't entirely sure how far he ran every morning, but he was usually gone for at least an hour or two. Malfoy really only settled down in the evenings, when Hermione made dinner and he pretended to complain about helping. They did so much reading that Hermione was starting to suspect 
she was going to have to figure out a way to order new books. They also did a lot of kissing. Hermione wasn't entirely sure what it was about, especially since it was fairly clear that after about a week, everyone involved with the operation next door had decided they weren't worth bothering with, but it seemed to make Malfoy happy. It also kept him from pacing all over the house and driving her crazy when it rained. He never seemed to want to take it any further, although he was perfectly willing to put his hands all over her on the beach. She was starting to wonder if she needed to bring the whole thing up, because even if Malfoy was happy to call it at excessive amounts of snogging, she was starting to feel like she was 18 again. There was only so much fooling around you could do before it turned into sex, or you went insane, and Hermione was starting to feel a little crazy. It also didn't really feel like they were getting anywhere with the case, which she could tell was starting to get under Malfoy's skin. He'd started spending most of the time they were in the bedroom as a fox, so she was very relieved when Harry's owl showed up. Hmm, Malfoy said, looking up from the dishes when they heard the tap on the window. Isn't that Potter's? It's Daphne, Freya, Hermione said, going to open the door for her. She landed on Hermione's shoulder, shaking water off. It was pouring down with rain. Hi, yes, I missed you too, Hermione said, when Freya started preening her hair. She reached up to rub the feathers under her head. I swear she got bigger in the last month. I think she did. Harry had finally, with exceptional reluctance, gotten another owl a few months after he'd been promoted, but he hadn't really been able to pick one, so he'd spent a month with an egg in his desk drawer under an incubation spell, instead of starting with a chick. He'd even made Hermione pick out the egg with him. She'd asked for something big, definitely not a snowy owl, which seemed to have worked out nicely. Great horned owls were supposed to be smaller, but Freya seemed to be working on getting even bigger than Hedwig had been. It was probably from spending her entire adolescence begging for snacks from all the auras, and the fact that she was cute enough that everyone brought in mice for her. Will you let me take that? Malfoy said, gesturing for the scroll she was carrying. Freya considered him for a moment, then whistled at him in a tone that Hermione knew very well. We don't have any mice, he said. We didn't know you were coming. She whistled again, and it sounded slightly more pathetic. Hermione tried not to laugh. Freya was shameless, and even Malfoy liked her. We don't have any lizards either. I'll go, look for a tin of sardines if you let me take your letter. Freya held out her leg, leaning against Hermione's head to balance. She still hadn't quite got the trick of readjusting her weight, and Malfoy took it. Definitely for you, he said, then passed it over and went to rummage in the cupboard. Hmm. Hermione said and broke the seal. You can't get mad if we don't have anything, Malfoy said, moving around some cans. But if you're going to come back, I'll catch you some mice next time. There was a letter and what looked like a half-done crossword puzzle. She unrolled the scroll. Hermione, I miss you. I'm sorry. Christmas together? Love, Harry. P.S. We started this one together before you left, but I'm stuck on four down. Think you could finish it for me? If you do half another one, Freya can pick it up next week. What's that? Malfoy said, coming back. He'd opened a tin of sardines over the sink, and Freya flew over to gulp them down. Why is Potter sending you a crossword? It's just one of our things, she said thoughtfully. She was fairly certain Harry had never done a crossword in his life, and it certainly hadn't been with her. We usually work the one from the Prophet on our lunch break. He wants me to finish this one for him. Malfoy knew that the idea of oral lunch breaks was laughable, so she caught his glance.
Well, Malfoy said, reading over her shoulder, maybe that's a good sign. He wrapped an arm around her waist, heaving a very put-upon sigh. I guess this means I'm going to have to put up with him on Christmas, doesn't it? I hope so, Hermione said, leaning back against him. I know you still don't like him. He's your family. I guess if I can be in-laws with muggles, I can put up with Potter for an entire holiday without exchanging unforgivables. He nuzzled her neck. You'd better be exceedingly grateful, though. Freya flew back to Hermione's shoulder, fast enough that Malfoy had to step back to avoid getting hit in the face by her wings. I gave you fish, he informed her. That means you can't steal my spot with Hermione. I think she agrees you're not allowed to ask for sexual favours in exchange for putting up with Harry, Hermione said, thoughtfully. Who said I was asking for sexual favours? I might have been asking about baked goods. Were you? Hermione said, amused. Well, no. But she doesn't know that. That's what you think. Freya, are you staying tonight or are you flying back? Freya looked pointedly toward the door, so Hermione found a pen to write a fast note back. Be safe, she said, going to open the door. Draco will have some mice for you next time. Do I really have to catch mice for that? Malfoy said with a sigh. You're the one who offered, Hermione pointed out, and I know what you get up to in the ministry basements for her. All right, you caught me, Malfoy said, coming to set his chin on top of her head. I'll set some traps next time I walk up the beach. Want to read in our room tonight? Hermione said, nuzzling his throat. Maybe we could even look over some dessert recipes, as long as you keep being reasonable about Harry. I don't mind the couch, Malfoy said, glancing down at her mouth. There was sort of an unspoken rule that they never did anything in the bedroom. It was getting a little stupid, but then again, Malfoy had started to go vaguely tense every time she brought up sex. It was entirely possible he needed the pretense to feel okay about it, and Hermione didn't really feel like arguing about fake snogging. I have a headache, and I want to see if I can finish this crossword, she said, leaning against him. The headache doesn't mean I'm not up for sex, don't worry. Malfoy tugged her closer. Do you want something for that? Yes, actually, endorphins, Hermione murmured, laughing. She kissed him. I was hoping you might have some ideas on how to make that happen. I could probably come up with something, Malfoy agreed. Go lie down, I'll finish up in here. Someone got sardine bits all over the counter. Malfoy came into the bedroom a few minutes later. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb and assume Potter didn't actually send a crossword. It's actually a crossword, Hermione said. Four down is Azkaban. I don't know why he says he couldn't get it. It's already filled in. Am I actually going to have to interpret Potter for you? Malfoy said, leaning over her shoulder. That's the first and only time that's ever going to happen. He means they had enough to get four cases down, and they've been prosecuted. I doubt they're all going to Azkaban. There's only so much you can do with a crossword. Oh, Hermione said, staring at it. Really? There isn't anyone missing next door. Yes, but we see different people buying every week. Halfway pointed out, and if they're building a case, they're going to try to get the buyers to flip on the distributor. Potter's probably making deals. But that means they got four people because of us, Hermione said, finally, then leaned to hug him before she could stop herself. I'm only letting you be all touchy-feely Gryffindor in the bedroom for two minutes. But he hugged her back. You like it when I'm all touchy-feely Gryffindor in the rest of the house? 
Hermione said with a grin. In fact, I could totally accuse you of being all touchy-feely Slytherin. I meant with your weird emotional attachment to catching criminals, Malfoy said solemnly. It's very strange for someone in your line of work. I'm happy. I'm starting to feel useless. I hate that. Me too, but it's good to know this is working. Do you think they're going to notice? Their buyers disappearing, I mean. Probably not. Potter's not that stupid. He'll send them back. Then they can do what we haven't been able to, which is document what in the hell it is that they're buying. I'm glad not to know, honestly. It smells horrible enough, even without being able to tell who they've cut up. Speaking of that, I should probably go soon, when it's dark enough. You could take the night off, Hermione suggested. The weather's horrible. Not happening, he said. We'd be stuck in here. If I'm taking the night off, I want alcohol and the fireplace. Maybe tomorrow. Hermione thought it was probably prudent not to mention that Malfoy was definitely implying he also wanted something else. I'll wait up. You always do. But he looked sort of pleased about it. Can you go turn off the light? Sure, Hermione said. If anyone asks, I was finishing the crossword instead of having sex with you, since I'm not changing yet. I'll be sure to owl the neighbours. They seem very suspicious, really. Maybe we should be more dedicated to our cover, Hermione mused. Very funny. She turned the lights out and Malfoy slipped out the cracked door. A few hours later, Hermione was unsuccessfully trying not to check the patio repeatedly. Malfoy never stayed out so late, and even if something interesting had been happening, every light in the house next door had gone off an hour before. It seemed stupid to worry. He could take care of himself, but he was never late getting back. She was sitting in the dark, considering thinking of a stupid pretense for going and poking around the neighbour's bushes when she heard the screen door. What were you doing? Hermione said, going to turn on a light. Everyone was definitely asleep next door, and all their blinds were drawn, so it wasn't like there was much risk of exposing him. I was worried, she said, then paused when she turned back toward the door. Malfoy was still a fox, dripping wet and completely covered in sand and mud. He tried to shake off, didn't get anywhere, and went back to shivering next to the coat rack. He wasn't using one of his paws. I knew you should have stayed home, Hermione said under her breath, going over to kneel next to him. Did something happen? He stared at her for a long moment, and Hermione remembered something Harry had said about how animagi couldn't change under certain circumstances. They could get something like splinched if they tried when they couldn't focus. She sighed because it was obvious Malfoy wasn't going to be giving her any answers anytime soon. And he looked utterly miserable. Is that her? She said, looking at his paw. Malfoy drew back when she leaned in. I won't touch, she said firmly. I just want to see. He finally held out his paw. There was a very large hawthorn spine going almost straight through one of the pads and it looked as if he'd made the whole thing worse by trying to pull it out. Hermione had to resist a sigh of relief. It wasn't great, especially since she didn't have the first idea about healing foxes, but it seemed unlikely anyone had hit Malfoy with a spell or put him in real danger. But he was definitely too cold, and probably not big enough to handle being chilled. Okay, she said carefully. I won't do anything you don't want, but we need to get you warm, and you need to soak so that I can get it out. Malfoy drew back, again, looking very unhappy. Sorry, she said softly. I'll see what I can do to make it hurt less. 
but you probably want to be human again at some point. Hermione got up and went to start the water for a bath. She found some antiseptic, and it wasn't like Malfoy was going to stay a fox permanently, so human medicine was probably fine. It took her a few minutes to realise Malfoy hadn't followed. He was lying in the front hallway in exactly the same place she'd left him, and he looked exhausted. Hermione went to sit next to him. I know getting back was probably awful, she said softly, and I'm sure that hurts. Do you want me to carry you in? She'd sort of expected him to bolt down the hall at the slightest threat of her touching him, but he startled her a moment later by turning and putting his head in her lap. I'll be very careful, she said, getting to her feet and then bending to lift him. He was heavier than she'd expected, but he also wasn't resisting at all. Malfoy settled his head against her shoulder, leaning in against her chest. If you're not thinking inappropriate things about me in Mediwitch outfits, I'm going to be really disappointed, she informed him. He shoved his freezing cold nose hard against her neck, which made her laugh. But he was otherwise relatively well behaved until she set him down in the bath, and his paw touched the water. Then he backed up quickly with a growl, shaking it off as he held it up. It would have been easier if you hadn't gone and chewed on it. Hermione said. She'd gotten tweezers out of the medicine cabinet. The spine definitely looked like it was in deep. Malfoy was just going to have to live with her pulling it free. She didn't know enough about canine anatomy to want to risk summoning it out. It'll be a lot easier to fix your hand, but I don't think you can change back with a giant spine in there. She summoned a pot from the kitchen, then added hot water and the antiseptic. Malfoy put his ears back. Too bad. Hermione said, putting the pot in the bath. She'd only filled the bath part way, so there wasn't any danger of the muddy bath water getting involved. This is what happens when you go out in the rain and can't see anything. It needs to soak. Malfoy kept his ears back, but he gingerly lowered his paw into the water. He put them up again when he realised it wasn't going to hurt. She resisted the urge to roll her eyes. I have to at least rinse you off, she said, pulling the shower head down and sitting next to the tub. I don't have to touch you for that, but if you want soap, I do. Malfoy leaned to shove the bottle of his shampoo over with his muzzle. You know, this is why I like cats, Hermione said, making sure the water was warm enough before she started to rinse the sand and mud off. He looked more brown than red. You never have to give them baths. It took more than one rinse to get the majority of the dirt off. She really wasn't sure how exactly he'd gotten covered in it but it looked like he'd rolled around on the beach and then added an extra layer under the bushes. By the time she'd started in with the shampoo, he'd at least stopped shivering. He leaned into her touch, the exact same way he always did if she ran her fingers through his hair. She was a little surprised at how obvious it was that it was him. Good enough, she said, since she was less worried about him being filthy than being able to turn back into a human. She found a towel to wrap him in, although he wriggled and seemed very unhappy about it, and carried him into the bedroom. I have to get that out, Hermione said firmly, and I don't care if you're not going to like it. Malfoy sighed, then held out his paw reluctantly. She sat down on the floor with the tweezers and lit her wand. If you bite me, I'm going to murder you, she told Malfoy, and then went to pull it out. On the upside, it was a lot easier to manage than a splinter would have been, but when she pulled it out... Malfoy yelped and then bolted to the far side of the bed, getting bloody paw prints all over everything. You're cleaning that up tomorrow, Hermione informed him, then went to rinse the rest of the mud out of the shower. She found another towel for him and a bandage for his paw, 
which required cornering him behind the pillows and holding him so he couldn't leap under the bed, because he was utterly useless at absolutely everything. She finally got him mostly dry between the towel and drying charms, and then went to take off her pyjamas. Muffa was going to have to deal with those too. She stole a shirt out of his side of the closet, mostly on the grounds that if he was going to get blood on anything else, it was definitely going to be his clothes, and went back to bed. He was sulking under the bed, but when she laid down and waited, he crept out again. Come up here, she said. I'm glad you're okay. Martha gave her a look that implied that she'd just said she was going to make him into a fur coat, which was, well, accurate, but she hadn't meant it. You can come stay warm until you can turn back, she offered. Malfoy came closer, considered, and then jumped up and laid down next to her chest, tucking his face against her shoulder. She pulled the blankets up around him so he wouldn't get cold again, and wrapped an arm around him. Hermione had meant to stay awake to make sure he was all right, but it had been a long night. She wasn't entirely surprised when she woke up a few hours later tangled up with Draco. He had a leg over hers, and she had her arm around him. He was definitely still sleeping on her shoulder. She assumed he'd woken at some point, since he couldn't exactly focus enough to turn back into a person in your sleep, but he clearly hadn't felt the need to move. He'd also lost his shirt and jeans. They'd ended up somewhere in the vicinity of his nightstand, which presumably meant he'd been awake enough to get undressed. She didn't want to wake him, but she also really hadn't been able to do anything about his paw before they went to sleep. Letting a puncture wound get infected seemed like a bad plan. Hey, she murmured softly. Draco. I'm sleeping, but now you're awake, and I need to look at your hand. I don't have to be awake for that, he said, actually getting closer. It'll only take a minute, Hermione murmured, and then you can go back to sleep again if you want. Draco lifted his head, assessed the current position, and shockingly didn't even move. Have I ever mentioned I don't like when you're persistent? He said, but he pulled his arm back from where he'd thrown it over her and held out his hand. Also, we're going to have to talk about how you're never allowed to give me a bath again. Don't stay up late until I'm really worried and then come home as a total disaster, Hermione countered, taking her wand off the nightstand. It didn't actually look particularly bad but she spelled it clean and started to heal it anyway. What happened? There was an owl, Draco said darkly. I don't want to talk about it. I'm sorry he had to, you know, touch you. Draco laughed, lower and warmer than usual. I wouldn't let most people, but I'm not sure I'd say it's more intimate than being all over each other on the beach with next to no clothes on. Oh, so I could have been cuddling with you more often to warm you up after all the surveillance, she teased. Probably, Draco agreed. That doesn't sound terrible. I might start doing it. He still hadn't moved off of her at all. All fixed, she said, letting Draco take his hand back. You're staying home tonight. I can't handle any more of you almost giving me heart attacks. I don't know. You're cute when you're mad, Draco said with a grin. He wrapped his arm around her again. Quit flirting, Hermione said, amused. What's gotten into you? He yawned. You started it. You can't invite me to fall asleep on you and change the bedroom rules, then change them back again. Hermione considered pointing out that it had been different offering to let him sleep on her when he was a fox, but it occurred to her that it probably wasn't all that different from his point of view, and she was glad that he wasn't bothering to be standoffish about being touched. That would be unsportsmanlike, Hermione agreed solemnly, 
I guess you're allowed to flirt if you want to. I want to be asleep, but someone ruined it for me. You could be, Hermione said. No one's stopping you. You're stopping me a little bit, Draco said. I'm less interested in sleeping when I'm on your side of the bed. Whose fault is that? Definitely yours. I'd have the same problem if you came over to my side, so I'm pretty sure it's you. I'm being very friendly for someone who hid from me under the bed last night. I'm just saying. I'd say I was grateful for the help, but you were mean and bossy and made me do things I didn't like for my own good. I know, I'm awful, Hermione agreed. I should have spent a lot more time fussing over you, making sure your pillows were fluffed. Oh, now you have the right idea. Where was that side of you last night? You don't want me to be mean and bossy. Don't get into altercations with owls at one in the morning and then bleed all over my duvet, Hermione said laughing. I was off being brave and cunning in pursuit of justice, Draco informed her. And now you're making fun of my valour. You got chased home by an owl. No, I had to hide in a thorn bush from an owl. And then I was wounded in the line of duty and barely made it home to you, obviously. Oh, well if I'd known that part, I would definitely still have thrown you in the bath and held you down so I could get you dry. Sorry I hid under the bed. Maybe you should try that whole holding me down thing again. He just kept getting closer. Hermione was starting to wonder whether he was just playing around or if he actually wanted something. Maybe tonight, while you're staying at home and not getting eaten by owls? Or, you know, now? Since I'm already awake, we might as well make the best of it. Draco, Hermione said, trying for patient. We're actually in a bed. There might be a limit to how much we can change the rules before that goes somewhere you don't want it to. Draco sighed, sounding very put upon. Oh, all right. I'll stop. Hermione really wanted to point out that stopping wasn't exactly what she had in mind, but Draco had already backed off. He didn't seem particularly unhappy about any of it, at least. I'm going back to sleep. You can either go back to sleep too, or find something to do that's not keeping me awake. I can be quiet. Draco said, reaching to pull the blankets back up. When she woke up again, he was still asleep and still mostly on top of her, although she managed to get out from underneath him without waking him up. It was at least another two hours before he finally emerged from the bedroom. How's your hand? I still can't believe you managed to cut yourself that badly shaving. Perfectly fine, Draco said, actually climbing over the back of the sofa onto her. Apparently, the going around would have taken too long. You should know. You healed it. Hi. Good morning to you too. It's very good. Draco agreed, kissing her. He tasted like mint toothpaste. It would be better if you'd come back to bed with me. Do you need me to come back to bed with you? Hermione said a little cautiously. She didn't entirely think she needed a further debriefing on whatever misadventure he'd gotten into with the owl, but there could have been something else. No, but I thought I'd try. Is there breakfast? We slept through breakfast, Hermione said amused. I could probably make lunch. Maybe we can have breakfast for lunch, Draco suggested, and then go to the beach. You just want to go play fake Quidditch, Hermione said. It's an activity where I can both play Quidditch and look at you mostly naked. I happen to like it. He really was being overly affectionate for anything before breakfast but Hermione was still mostly glad he was speaking to her after the night they'd had. 
Beach it is, she said, reaching up to rub the back of his neck. It'll be really different from every other day. It is, Draco said. I have plans. We're going to go to the beach, and then I'm going to make an entire side dish at dinner. In that case, you'd better plan to spend the entire night after making said side dish collecting sexual favours. Hermione teased. You know how I feel about you being helpful in the kitchen. I was going to make a salad, Draco said thoughtfully. But if that's the response I get, I might have to up my game. Maybe I can bake some potatoes. That didn't seem very hard. Hermione laughed, nudging him off so she could get up. I'll go make some eggs, she said. You keep planning sides. Now I'm planning after-dinner activities. That's your fault. You should have just said it would get me out of drying dishes. Nothing is getting you out of drying dishes. But nice try. Draco was at least marginally more normal for the rest of the day, although he turned out to have meant it on his offer for helping with dinner. He spent what Hermione considered to be a slightly excessive amount of time consulting a cookbook, but the potatoes came out well, and he seemed happy about it. Okay, he said, once he'd put away the last of the plates. I'm taking alcohol to the couch, making a fire, and then doing indecent things to you on said couch. He glanced over his shoulder at her. You should shut the windows and put up privacy charms. I'm not moving for the rest of the night. The whole not moving thing might make the third part of it a little difficult, Hermione said, but she did what he asked and then went to sit next to him. Is everything okay? I'm fine, Draco said, with a sudden smile, the kind that still surprised her. I just wanted an actual night off, that I didn't have to spend stuck in the bedroom. That seems fair to me. We could get in the car and drive somewhere if you really want to get away from here. I'm happy with the couch, honestly, and I can't exactly drink if I'm driving. Besides, there might not be a fireplace. Staying in sounds good, she looked at him. Are you sure you're okay? I think so, Draco said finally. This whole thing is just getting to me. It just feels like I'm not doing anything. I spend more time sleeping on the beach and playing Quidditch than I do working. I think sleeping on the beach and playing Quidditch actually counts as working. But I know, I'm sort of happy to not have seven cases to juggle, and to not have to fill out 20 authorization forms a day. And then I just end up feeling guilty about it. That's against the beach vacation rules. It's not alcohol, the beach, sex, or a book. That means worrying about not working enough is breaking a rule, and you hate that. I used to hate it a lot more. Hermione said dryly. After this long with Harry, I'm ambivalent. I'm very ambivalent, Draco said, considering. Are we applying couch rules or bedroom rules to our suddenly very private living room? You know what? Let's go crazy and not worry about it for one night. I could go for that, if you mean it. You have this thing, Hermione said, poking his side. I say something, and then you act like if you take me up on it. I'm going to change the rules halfway through it and be mad. Do I do that? No, Draco said slowly. You don't, actually. See? I tell you to do whatever you want. You should do whatever you want. I'm going to always tell you to stop if I don't like it. Like how you're not allowed to dive at me even if the snitch is on top of the umbrella. I'm not sure that's exactly the same thing. Would you just relax already? I haven't actually been mad at you for over a month. She was a little surprised to realise that it was true. Apparently making an effort to be friendly was working. 
So it's okay if I touch you, Draco said, still sounding hesitant. Better than okay. I'm going to be very disappointed if you don't, Hermione said. I guess you don't really seem to mind, Draco said after a pause. You're hopeless, Hermione informed him, then leaned over to kiss him. She felt like it was probably better to get it out of the way before he tied himself into a knot over the non-existent rules. I like to think I'm not a completely lost cause. When she finally pulled back, he looked happy. I do learn things occasionally. One of those things needs to be that I don't do bait and switch, Hermione murmured. You might want to pick up on the fact that there's no way I'd spend so much time underneath you on beach towels if I didn't like this. I thought you were mostly doing that for our cover, Draco said after another pause. You know what? I'm finding wine, Hermione said, leaning over the back of the sofa toward the sideboard. Your level of hopelessness has officially moved me into needing alcohol to cope. You want help? For a glass of wine and a glass of whiskey for you? Not so much. I'm summoning everything. I can't pour with magic. I always forget you're better at it. Lucky for you, Hermione said. The bottles filled the glasses and set themselves down on the end table. Start drinking. She reached up to run a hand through his hair, and he leaned into it, just like he did the rest of the time. You weren't so jumpy this morning, even in the bedroom, with rules. Oh, that, Draco said. It's part of why I don't like letting anyone touch me. Fox logic and human logic are different. If a fox trusts someone enough to touch them, it's kind of an all-in thing. And it doesn't really go away for a while just because I'm back to being a person. You being less stupidly anxious was good. Maybe you should try being a fox again. And this morning was your idea. You never talk about any of it. And you're impossible to read. It's hard to know what you like and what you're just pretending to like. You don't seem to like when I start things, Hermione said carefully. And you get pretty standoffish if I do something you're not expecting. Or that you think is... I don't know, out of line? I meant it when I said I wasn't used to it, Draco said, taking his glass when she held it out. I haven't dated anyone who was as open about being interested in things. It's not a bad thing, it's just new. Do you actually have a preference for it, Hermione said. She settled in on the other side of the couch, turning so she could face him. The way the women you were dating acted, I mean. I don't think so. Is it terrible if I said I didn't know there was an alternative? Not really. Some women like sex a lot, some don't. Or they pretend they don't. You know, Draco said, sounding amused. I know what you're thinking, but contrary to popular belief, I haven't only dated purebloods. And Pansy's one, and she seems to like it. That's kind of a thing in general. Women not thinking they should like sex, or thinking they're not allowed to say what they want. I'm not actually as clueless as you're currently implying, Draco said wryly. It just feels slightly different in practice than in theory. And I meant it that it's hard to know what you mean and what you're pretending to mean. I'm not actually faking any of the fooling around. I like it. And I like you not being totally stuck in your own head. I also occasionally like not being totally stuck in my own head. That's easier said than done. Hermione finished the rest of her glass. I've got like four chapters left of the book I'm reading, she said thoughtfully. Come be a fox while I finish it and have another glass of wine. 
Then you can be yourself again and we can do whatever you want. She leaned in to kiss him again, at least a little because she wanted to make a point. You need some downtime, where you're not worrying about the case, or worrying about rules with me, or trying to overanalyze our fake relationship. You seem to worry about me a lot, for someone who claims not to like me very much, Draco said, but he'd stayed close. I haven't made that claim in at least three weeks, Hermione murmured, teasing. Maybe you're less aggravating than I was expecting. Am I? Not faking the part where we get along, Hermione said. I'm not making up the part where I worry about you either, so come over here. Draco looked startled, but it didn't last. He shifted, shook himself off, and then curled up on the other end of the sofa. Okay, no, Hermione said, a little amused. If it's not beneath you, I actually meant that you should get in my lap while I read. Or at least come be next to me. Probably not very warm all the way over there. Draco lifted his head and looked at her again, but after a moment he stood up and came closer. He looked at the piece of sofa to the right of her, then finally climbed over a throw pillow to settle on top of her. He curled up again, but she was starting to think he liked being that way. Hermione summoned her book and refilled her wine glass, and then held a hand out toward him. Do you want me to touch you, yes or no? She said. Yes means you touch me first. Draco looked at her for a moment, then nudged his head against her hand. Let me know if you don't like something. Draco's spell for propping a book in front of you was apparently useful for something other than reading during breakfast, since she could bury both hands in his fur. It was much softer than it had been when he was wet and muddy. He really didn't feel anything like a dog, or even like a cat curled up in her lap. Somehow, it still just felt like Draco. He didn't seem to mind being petted. At least he hadn't tried to bite her. So she settled in with her book. She noticed after a few minutes that he'd stretched out more, and his eyes were closed, although he definitely wasn't asleep. Don't read this one. It has a stupid ending, Hermione said, when she'd gotten to the end. She sent it to the shelf of bad books she'd been putting aside, just so she made sure not to read any of them again. Draco opened his eyes to look at her. Want to be a person again? Hermione offered. If you like this better, I can find another book. He yawned, got up, and went back to the other side of the couch. He probably didn't want to squash her. I don't know why I never let anyone do that, he said thoughtfully. It's nice. Hermione laughed. For one thing, barely anyone knows you can turn into a fox. For another, I'm not sure you like being touched by anyone until you get used to them. Quit making logical arguments, Draco said, coming back to settle over her. It was possibly accurate to say that he hadn't wanted to suddenly squash her. Better? Hermione said. Much. It's easier like that if you're touching me. I just assume you want to be, or you wouldn't. Foxes aren't very into shades of grey. Me either, she said, wrapping a leg around him so she could rub up against him a little. You can assume that the rest of the time it's true. Don't start that again. I'm not going to want to say no, Draco said laughing. Does the fox thing change that? Not really. I'm not going to do anything I don't want to do. He finally kissed her. Don't worry, you can't be coercive about snogging, if that's what you're asking. Just checking. Why can't I start anything? You're going to derail my goals of drinking and being directly in front of the fireplace. But you should come be with me in front of the fireplace and pour drinks. You're useless, Hermione said, but she pushed him aside carefully 
and went to sit near the fireplace. She poured another glass of wine by hand. Maybe you can do indecent things to me on the rug instead. Not that you actually ever get that indecent about it. What's that supposed to mean? Draco said, coming over. As per usual, he took the spot that was as close to the fireplace as you could get without actually lying in it. You have really excessive amount of self-control, Hermione said. You're driving me crazy. I don't think it's excessive, exactly. Although, I'm still not sure I'm following. The last time I spent a month just snogging someone while mostly keeping my clothes on was... Oh, never, Hermione said. Draco was stretched out and he propped himself up on his elbows to look at her. Your shirt comes off all the time. You said that was fine, but no further. Oh my god, Hermione said faintly. That was for fake kissing. You look mad all of a sudden, Draco said thoughtfully. Do I need to consider going and hiding under the bed again? I'm not mad, just annoyed that you're apparently much better about not wanting sex than I am. I know this is an obnoxious assignment and you want to get back to London. What? Hermione said. I know your options for people to date are limited, short of the weird smuggling cartel next door. He said. I... Hermione said, then finally threw the wine cork at him. She was starting to wonder if she could kill him and blame evil criminals. That's not remotely what this conversation is about. Under the bed is starting to seem more appealing by the second. We could be having a really ridiculous amount of sex. We're not, because... I don't know, you're weird about case reports or something. Well, you don't want to. That seems a little unlikely given the amount of time you spend getting really turned on around me. Wait, what? Draco said, sitting up further. I like sex. I think you probably also like sex. I could definitely make you less ambivalent about sex if you're not sure. I'm good in bed. I will delightedly write all the fake reports you want me to. No, not that part. You... do you want to? I'm about ready to kill someone if we spend another two hours fooling around on the couch and there aren't orgasms involved, Hermione said. That someone is likely to be you. You want to have sex with me? Draco said. He looked very confused. Is this some... I mean, do you feel like there's something wrong with our cover? No, Hermione said. There weren't any other convenient objects to throw at him, which was sort of a disappointment. I don't want to have sex in front of the neighbours. I just want to have sex. With you. Here is fine. The bed is fine. The shower would be fine. The kitchen floor would be fine. But you... Draco said after a moment. He was studying her. Do you actually mean that? Yes. Do you not want to? Because I can live with that. But if it's because of aura rules or something, I'm going to lobby heavily that we break them. I hadn't actually thought about it, Draco said, then presumably caught the look on her face. Not like that. I didn't think... I wouldn't have thought you'd be interested. It occurred to Hermione that she was probably being unreasonable for someone who hadn't actually brought it up. Why wouldn't I be? She said, going to sit next to him. You don't actually like me. And I think I might not really be the kind of person you usually sleep with. That's not true. You seem to be getting along just fine. And there isn't a type of person I sleep with. It's just sex. 
It's not like you have to marry me for real if we have some. That wasn't what I meant. And could you maybe stop being condescending? Sorry, Hermione said after a moment. You're right, that wasn't fair of me. Acting like I'm weird about sex isn't a particularly good strategy for getting me to sleep with you. I don't think you're weird about sex, Hermione said after a minute, then carefully went to sit next to him. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have snapped at you. I just genuinely thought you knew I was interested. I didn't, Draco said. He was looking at her again. I meant it when I said you were hard to read, and I really can't tell when you're acting. I know, Hermione said, moving in against his side. And I know I'm horrible at talking about these things sometimes. But I'm interested, if you're interested. She nudged him with her elbow. And trust me, after this much fooling around, I want you so much it isn't funny. I don't have a type, but even if I did, my type would currently pretty much be you. Draco had gone still for a moment. So, all the things you've been saying you want to do with me, while we've been pretending for our cover, you actually meant them? I did. But we can do absolutely anything you want. I think I'm going to take a pass on the kitchen floor, Draco said, finally. But everything else has sounded good. Yeah? Hermione said, sliding a leg over his so she could press close. Anything in particular? I wasn't memorising specifics, Draco said dryly. I thought you were acting. I am so interested that I don't care how we do this, Hermione said laughing softly. I would even go for in bed with the lights out if you really like that sort of thing. I think I'm going to take advantage of your thing for adventurous sex, Draco said thoughtfully. I'm pretty sure I'll like it. I'm good with basically anything at this point. You tell me what you like, we'll do that. She sat up so she could straddle him, stopping so she could pull her shirt off. Draco was staring, so she leaned in to kiss him. We've done a lot of this in less clothes, she said amused. It's not exactly adventurous yet. It's a little different when I know you actually want it, Draco said, sliding his hands up her back. Sorry, Hermione said, kissing him again. For what it's worth, I wouldn't have gotten mad about not having sex if you didn't really like the rest of it. Do you? Or is it just that you're stuck in a house with me? He propped himself up so he could kiss her. It's not a loaded question. I'm just curious. If you're asking if I'd have initiated anything if I hadn't gotten sent on a ridiculous assignment with you, probably not. But if you're asking if I'd be offering this to anyone I'd been sent on a ridiculous assignment with, also probably not. She grinned. I like the way you kiss. You're not exactly bad with your hands. You know that from the overwhelming amount of time you spend making me diced vegetables. I'm on to you. That's definitely it. Hermione agreed. Not that you have a tendency to get overly grabby or anything. Just to ask before we really want to stop talking, Draco said. Is this like the rest of it? Only we can take it further. I think it's going to be harder to miss that I like it. But yeah, that's pretty much what I was thinking. And you don't care if it's not perfect? Who has perfect sex? Hermione said, laughing softly. Try not to knock the coffee table over onto me. If there's anything else, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that we have plenty of free time to work on it. She reached to run her fingers through his hair, since he usually liked it. 
going to be really put out if I have to go read another book with you in my lap to get you relaxed enough for sex. Draco caught her mouth in a kiss. That's what you get for yelling at me. I got all wound up again. You might have to do something about it. I really might. Well, I can think of much better ways of getting you to relax. I'm not exceptionally good at thinking about anything with you all over me, Draco agreed. We should try that. I was thinking we could just do the usual thing, Hermione murmured. Except maybe instead of us calling it and you getting off in the shower, you could stay here and get off with me. You're not going to make me any better at thinking if you keep saying things like that. Hermione moved for a minute so she could kick off her jeans and undo her bra. Draco was terrible with clasps. I could say a lot of things like that, Hermione said. Or you could come take some clothes off and come fool around with me until you're ready for me to do better things with my mouth. Sure, I could go for. Draco said then stopped. He'd only gotten halfway out of his shirt so she laughed and reached to pull it the rest of the way over his head. Problem? She said, amused. That's not going to be one of those special occasion things with you, is it? Draco said after one minute. God, no, Hermione said, reaching to undo his belt for him. His hands didn't seem particularly steady, so she thought a little help probably wouldn't hurt. The only thing I say for special occasions is cake. I'll go down on you as much as you want. I like it, she grinned. Actually, you can probably talk me into doing pretty much anything as much as you want. There's not a lot I don't like. I was just going to fake it like I usually do. Rosanna, I'm used to you talking like that. But apparently, I've been seriously underestimating what I thought I was used to. I'm going to have to rethink the whole acting bit. Hermione stretched out in front of the fireplace. That made absolutely no sense, she said. Just get down here. I guess I might be willing to do that. He looked like he was overthinking, settling on top of her, but she stroked her palms up his back and felt him relax when it got familiar. Still okay? I don't know, Hermione said solemnly. I'm wondering if maybe we should move out to the beach. You do realise you just implied I could have anything I wanted and started things in front of the fireplace, Draco said dryly. Are you actually operating under the impression we're having sex somewhere else if I can help it? No, but we don't usually sleep out here. You might have to concede to my side of the bed in the morning. Then your side of the bed. She arched up underneath him, getting him to rest more of his weight on her. Then maybe the shower. But I might be open to coming back over here after lunch, if you're really set on it. She saw Draco swallow. That's a lot of sex. I like sex, and I'm really going to like sex with you. You seem very sure of that for someone who hasn't had any with me yet, Draco said, although he sounded more comfortable than he had before. Hermione nudged her nose against his before she kissed him. This may be a surprise, but I actually do like you, she murmured, and I want you. So maybe go along with me on this one? I guess I haven't had anything with you either, Draco said. He was smiling. Maybe you just talk a good game. You're welcome to test that theory, Hermione said. Draco kissed her and then settled in closer, and kissed her harder, and even if she'd been annoyed with it earlier, there was a reason she'd really wanted more. He relaxed again once they got back into the familiar territory, and all the kissing was significantly more enjoyable 
when she knew she wasn't going to end up completely frustrated later. And she was a little surprised to realise exactly how much he'd been holding back. Do you think... He murmured against her mouth. They had been kissing for so long, the fire had started to burn down low. Less of this, more sex, Hermione said. Something like that, Draco said. His breathing was uneven. I can... I mean... He finally laughed. Please just tell me what you want. I can't think. I really don't want any more warm-up, Hermione said, amused. I'm very on board if you do, though. No, Draco said. Really, really no. We can try more exciting foreplay later. Or after this, really. Quit distracting me with good ideas, Draco said, kissing her. And please, don't ask me to be coherent. As long as you don't expect me to, she said, pushing him off carefully so she could finish undressing. She reached to brush her thumb over his lower lip before she kissed him again. Don't worry about getting off before I do. I don't care. She let him go so he could get out of his jeans. No pressure. Seriously. The low-key thing is, kind of... Draco spelled the fire back up, then settled back down next to her, tilting her face up so he could kiss her. Hot. I might like it. And if I tell you what to do, don't think you're doing something wrong, Hermione said. No, instructions are great, Draco said. He sounded happy. I can work with those. And it'd be weird, if you didn't. You seem to like getting me to do what you want. You calling me Rossi? Hermione teased. Because you can tell me what to do too. I'm equal opportunity. I promise not to worry about literally anything if you'll stop laying things out and have sex with me. And I had to read your pre-assignment physical, and I'm assuming you've had to read mine. So we don't have to have that conversation. We can just have sex. Five minutes ago. Mina kissed him again, arching her back as an invitation. In that case, come over here. I'm guessing you want to be on top? No, Draco said, kissing her. Not if I can have it the other way round. And you said you liked everything, so if you don't care... He grinned. I lied. I was paying attention to some of what you've said about our fake sex life. I'm taking you up on that one. He trailed his fingertips down her spine. It sounds fun. It hadn't been what she was expecting. Then again, she had a feeling that some of the things she'd been assuming about Draco had been very wrong. It's very fun, she said, sitting up and pushing him onto his back with a hand on his shoulder. You're good? I'm great. Quit asking and fuck me, Draco said. Really? Hermione laughed because he apparently hadn't had any trouble catching up with her and wanting sex. She leaned a nip at his lower lip as she got a leg over him and slid down onto his cock. He kissed her back hard, settling his hands on her hips. Maybe give me a little room to move, he said breathlessly. I can't. That's currently the point, she said amused. Want to see why I like this? Oh, Draco said. Then she shifted her hips and felt his grip tighten against her skin. Oh. Yeah. It's about that good from here, too, Hermione said. You can get in on it in a minute. I'm just going to... Ah, oh, Draco said. He was staring. You should do things, and I can just... 
You can stop thinking, Hermione said. I'm about to stop thinking. Oh, thank God, Draco said faintly. The first round didn't last that long, which wasn't exactly a surprise, given the fact that she'd been wanting it for a month. But he rolled her over after, and made very good on all the times he'd pinned her against the couch and hadn't followed through. Draco kissed like he meant it, which apparently was a philosophy he applied to everything else, and she vaguely considered taking down all the silencing charms so she could justify the amount of noise they were making. He was a little unfamiliar with some of it, but he was also a lot better than she'd expected at being willing to admit when he was in over his head, and he was good enough at taking directions that she eventually had to admit that her enthusiasm had absolutely nothing to do with the build-up. Okay, okay, she said finally, completely out of breath, her hands still buried in his hair. No more orgasms. You're going to kill me. I need air. You said that ten minutes ago, but then you said keep going, Draco said, but he shifted to kiss the inside of her thigh, then her hip, then rolled over to sprawl out next to her. He was breathing hard too. My lungs are kind of sorry I didn't call it there, Hermione said. Nothing else is though. I'm not sorry either, Draco agreed, rolling over to kiss her. Damn it, stop that, she said, shoving at his shoulder. She felt a little giddy. You're going to make me want more. That's a really bad argument if you want me to stop, Draco said, nuzzling under her jaw. Hermione gave in and wrapped her arms around his neck. I'm good, she said. I don't know how that's possible, but I think I need some sleep before we do that about ten more times. Hey, Draco said, poking her side. Don't sound so surprised. I meant based on how badly I wanted you a couple of hours ago, Hermione said. I still do. I just don't feel like I'm going to go insane if I don't fuck you in the next five minutes. She kissed him. In the next five hours, maybe. But that's enough time for a nap. You might need to wait longer. I think I'm going to sleep like the dead. It's possible I shouldn't have skipped from being used to having sex once to having sex about five times in a row. Actually, you definitely should have done that, Hermione said, kissing him. That was an excellent call, although I don't know how anyone stopped at once. Draco laughed. Their loss is apparently your gain, or at least you seem to think so. You're great in bed, Hermione said. I'm not saying I didn't think that. I'm just saying I didn't really think we were going to get there tonight. She tangled their legs together. You get a little too in your head, occasionally. You make it very hard to get nervous, Draco said dryly. You're too busy telling me you like everything and bossing me around. Hermione grinned. How am I supposed to get you to keep doing those things if I don't tell you? That definitely wasn't me complaining, Draco said. I like it. It's easy to make you happy. I'm going to get you to ask for everything you want in the morning, Hermione said with a grin. You might need more convincing that you like sex. I liked sex before you showed up, he said dryly. But I really like sex with you too, don't worry. Shh, Hermione said. You're supposed to say you're still on the fence. You're the one who decided I was on the fence. But I'm very willing to let you do anything you want with me. I'm going to really regret it in the morning if I fall asleep here, Hermione said yawning. Probably. I, on the other hand, have a neat trick for when I'm too exhausted to move. 
Really, Draco? Hermione said, after he turned into a fox, although it was sort of funny. That's cheating. He disappeared into the bedroom, and by the time she'd found a glass of water and gone in, there was a distinctly fox-shaped ball under the duvet on Draco's side of the bed. What happened to cuddling? She said, amused. You're not allowed to cuddle me while I'm naked if you're a fox. Draco turned back into a human, which was sort of impressive given all the blankets. You might have to get used to it. You started that. I didn't like being touched, and now I do. And my brain isn't in 80 places at once when I'm changed. He burrowed deeper into the blankets. I can't overthink anything. It's very weird if we've just finished having sex, Hermione said, climbing in. Foxes don't think about sex, Draco said dryly. There's the occasional distraction of making baby foxes, which is very out for me considering I'm actually human. But honestly, I care significantly more about you being a heat source than you being naked if I'm a fox. He reached to pull her closer. Although, that seems like a downside at the moment, admittedly. I like you being naked. Oh no, Hermione said, laughing. Quick, change back before we start having more sex. I can't move tomorrow. Now I can't tell if you want me to start something or not, Draco said, nuzzling the back of her neck. No sending mixed signals. We probably should sleep, Hermione said. Okay, good plan. Emphasis on probably, Hermione said. Want to make bad decisions with me? I definitely like that plan better, Draco said, sliding a hand down her stomach. Thank you for listening to this chapter of Depaysmore by Sertisma. If you enjoyed this chapter and would like to stay up to date on upcoming chapters and other stories from ETL Echo, you can follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram and Spotify at etl.echo.audiobooks. ETL Echo. Echoing tales of enemies to lovers.